<laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. Some of us were moving on the outside, and some of us were moving on the inside. I love that little thing there at the end. Everybody, move. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. Oh, it really is true. God uh, moves in so many ways. And uh, sometimes God is that still, small, quiet voice. And other times God dances. Oh, just love it. This summer, about 70 of you met over a period of several weeks for our worship focus groups. And part of what came from those of you who are part of that conversation is that you really want to praise God in a variety of ways. And that's reflected in the worship this morning. Something else you requested was that we have a way to take what we talk about in worship and carry it on into the week. And so if you would turn to page 7 of your worship folder, you will see there's a new feature starting today called Grow Up. And it's going to take uh, the scriptures we talk about in this worship service and give you a way to carry those on throughout the week. Along that left-hand column, you'll see there's a brief order of worship that you can make a part of your daily life. The opening prayer and the closing prayer will be the same each day for a week. And if you look at the scriptures, you'll see a different scripture suggested each day. So Sunday through Friday, we'll be following up on the themes we talk about here in worship. And then on Saturday, uh, the scripture will be preparing you for next Sunday. So you'll have a chance to kind of have an idea of where we're going when you, uh, when you come. Uh, you'll also see that there are some reflection questions for you to think about during the week and some sacred reading and quotes. So it's a chance for us to worship together and it's made to where you can just tear it out very simply and then put it in your Bible or in your car or wherever you might go. So it's really kind of a handy way to uh, really worship God every day. Uh, worship is really not just a Sunday thing. All right. Uh, I made a mistake last night. <laughs> At uh, Queer Casino, I got a little bit too close to the stage when Martha Wash was singing. <laughs> and I tell you what, that beat got into me. I have never seen so many lesbians dancing to It's Raining Men in all my life. <laughs> it's like, what is up with that? I mean, It's Raining Men, the gay guys are kind of, you know, you know, like this. The lesbians, I mean, they're, woo, it's raining, man. <laughs> I mean, their tongues were hanging out. I mean, they were all over the place. I thought you were going to take your top off. I'm glad you didn't. But it was amazing. <laughs> it was wild. So I thought, you know, I've got to get up at 5 o'clock because tomorrow's Sunday. So I'm going to go home, and I'm going to relax and get all my energy for Sunday. So I got home, and I turned the lights kind of low fluffed my pillows, got into bed. I prayed, now God, just help me to sleep. I took a breath, took another breath, and then suddenly out of nowhere, everybody dance now. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm like, Martha Wash, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to calm down, and every time I try to go to sleep, it'd be dun. Dunt, 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 dunt. Everybody dance now. I finally gave up and just came in early this morning. <laughs> Didn't need coffee. I mean, and she's still playing in my head. Martha Wash, everybody dance now. <sighs> Have you ever been up all night? You know, I guess I was up all night for a good reason because I was jazzed and pumped 
from the last couple of weeks we've had, they've been so amazing. But sometimes, like, we're up all night, and it's not such a good thing. You know, you've had a romantic evening, and uh, you think things are going well, and she turns her back to you. And you were hoping to plan a wedding at some point. You ask her what's wrong, and she says, I don't want to talk about it. And she just kind of pulls the covers up a little tighter. And her body language says, get away from me. And you can't go to sleep. She's laying there right beside you, but there's like this big wall. Or you've made the mistake of going online before going to bed, just kind of see how your accounts are doing. And what you thought was in there isn't in there. And you've just been online and paid another bill. And it's not matching. And you're wondering how you're going to make ends meet. You're up all night. You find yourself praying, God, just give me a thread of hope. Just give me a thread of hope. God, just, just make it work out somehow. You're up all night. Sometimes it's in those kind of times, times like that, painful times like that, disturbing times like that, times that don't make sense, that God has an opening to work. I'm not saying that God causes that stuff because I don't believe that, but I think God uses that kind of stuff to meet us, to speak to us. God comes during those long nights, those nights that sometimes don't seem to make sense. That's actually what's going on in our scripture today. As I went back and looked at the original languages, part of what comes through is that this psalmist was pulling an all-nighter. <laughs> This psalmist had come to a very difficult time in life. In ancient times, temples were sacred places, and because they were sacred places, they were honored. And so when a person was under attack, even if someone was trying to kill that person, if that person made it into a temple, they were safe. At least for the time they were in that temple. Temples were places of protection. So what's happening in today's psalm is that the psalmist is being attacked for some reason. The psalmist's very life is at stake. And the psalmist makes it into the temple. The psalmist gets there and in this safe place, the psalmist begins to think about life, to think about God, wondering how life's going to work out. It is a desperate moment, a desperate moment like some of us have felt when we've had those all-nighters. What happens is that in the darkness, it becomes a beautiful darkness, a holy darkness, a sacred darkness. And what the psalmist realizes is that God is greater than the situation that has brought the psalmist into that place. That God is God. What happens is the psalmist begins to imagine who God really is. And suddenly those attackers don't seem so strong. And suddenly life doesn't seem so dangerous. 
The original languages make it clear that when the psalmist says you, it's an emphatic you. It's a you to a God who is greater. A God of strength. A God of power. The psalmist realizes that the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God worthy of praise, is also the God who created the psalmist. And suddenly as that psalmist looks up, and then looks inside, the psalmist realizes that God is still at work, still creating, and the psalmist can't help but turn to praise. The psalmist sings to God, Oh God, you know me. You know when I rise and when I sleep. Wherever I go, you go. You hem me in from side to side. And those who would seek to accuse me are nothing compared to you. And then the psalmist uses an amazing metaphor. The metaphor is that of God as weaver. You see, the psalmist needed comfort at that time. The psalmist needed a God who would gently come in and weave. This is one of the images in Scripture where God is portrayed with a feminine image. Because at this point, the psalmist needed to be comforted. In ancient times, weavers were always women. So in a sense, the psalmist is saying, God, I need you to come and mother me right now. I need to feel your presence. Oh God, I need to know that you're there. So the psalmist speaks of the God who weaves. We don't know what else happened with the psalmist's life. We do know that when the psalmist left the temple, the psalmist was changed. The psalmist had a strength that the psalmist didn't have before. The psalmist had a new image of a God who comforts and weaves and protects and loves. Our best sense is that the psalmist went from that place to become like the God who had come into that sanctuary, to live that part of God's character. And that becomes our calling. The God who is a weaver calls us to be weavers. That's why we come together as community. You see, every person who you meet is a new thread in your life, a thread that God can use, a thread of love. And when we come to a place in our life where we're looking for just a thread of hope, God sends us each other and says, here's a thread for you. Let this thread pray with you. Let this thread hold you and keep you. We're all called to be weavers in different ways. And one mother decided to be a weaver of love by weaving something very real and comforting and tangible. She decided to weave this afghan. As she took this afghan, she prayed over it because she had made it for her son. She had chosen the colors with her son in mind. And as she wove this afghan, she was praying all the way through because she wanted her son to know how much she loved him. The thought was when she gave this to her son, 
that wherever he went, a mother's love would go with him. When he went away to school, he could take this afghan and keep it there in the dorm. And on those lonely nights, he could take it, hold it, snuggle up, and realize that his mother would always love him. He was facing an inner struggle. He came to a place where he told his mother that he was gay. You know what her response was? That love that I wove into the fabric of that afghan still holds true. It was an unconditional love, so every time you touch that afghan, know that my love for you is unconditional. Eventually, his journey brought him to this place. He became a member of Resurrection MCC. And he found that this was a place where love was continually woven into his life. And the love that was a part of this Afghan became stronger with every person he would meet. And with the growth of the church, the love would grow. This, this Afghan began to mean much more. It meant strength. It meant comfort. It meant community. Then he went to the doctor. Things weren't going like they should. And he tested positive. That was back in the 80s. And in the 80s, as you remember, a diagnosis with HIV was really a death sentence. Many nights, he found strength with this Afghan. It reminded him of his mother's love and God's love. In 1989, he died of AIDS. And this Afghan came back to his mother to remind her that her son was still in her heart, to remind her that love would continue to grow and be strong even beyond the physical reality and time that we can touch. A, a place deeper was, was still woven here. I didn't come to resurrection until 1996, and this young man had died in 89. But on the anniversary of his birthday, his mother came to me, and she said, I want you to know that your pastorate here started way before you got here. I wanted you to have a touchstone back to the history of the church. And I want you to have my son's Afghan. I have kept this in my office and in my home. And many times when I have asked God for wisdom to pastor, I have held on to this Afghan, knowing that there was so much love in here, the love of a mother, the love of a son, and a love of this community. I find great strength wearing the mantle of this love. It reminds me of our deep calling. We are in a community that wants so much to touch and to be touched and to be connected. So we are called to be a weaving congregation. We are called to connect with each other and to find our greatest strength at this table. God has woven us together in love and God calls us to be weavers. Again, to realize that every person we meet is a part of what God wants to do in our world. Prayer happens in lots of different ways. And we've had a lot of praise today, but I would invite us to find a moment of contemplation, to take this time in the service to be a time of prayer. A prayer that reminds us how we are connected. A prayer that calls us to realize that we serve a community that hungers.
a community that's thirsty, a community is looking for a table. This table here, it connects us to each other. It takes us from this place on into what God wants to do. We are called to be prayers and people woven together in the matrix and in the fabric of God's love. Hear these prayers. May I begin, O God, to knit essential habits of the heart in this life, in this, our community. May I begin by listening, yes, listening to the rapid beating within my heart, to the slow rhythm of my breathing, to a still, small voice that says, Peace, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Let me open to surprise as you show the unique pattern for my life to grow in solitude and in solidarity to all. Knit your love throughout my life, suited well from my unique frame within, suited to the changes of time and place without, keeping me secure in your changeless love and always facing towards the world with hope for the sake of your name and for the sake of the world. God's love reaches all the way through, weaving us together, giving us what we need at the exact moment we need it. God comes to us in the morning, in the day, and in the night, saying, before you were even born, I was already loving you. I was already dreaming of your life, who you would meet, who you would love, who you would hold, and who would hold you. You are connected. You are held. You are treasured. In the beginning, creating God, you formed my being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. To my flesh and blood you gave the breath of life. O loving one, renew us this day in your love. Grant us life as a gift of your faithfulness. Grant us light to journey by. Grant us hope to sustain us. May these threads be for us signs of your healing presence. May these threads warm us. May these threads surround us with peace. May these threads encircle us with caring. O Christ, who healed the broken in body and spirit, be with all who suffer this day. Be with the doctors, nurses, technicians, chaplains, and all who care for the sick. Be with families and friends of those abiding with and comforting the sick. 
May your gentle yet strong touch reach out to heal all the broken and hurting people and places in our world. Wherever you go, I go. Even to the farthest wing, I am with you. Oh, my love holds you and keeps you. You are never alone when you are with me because my love finds you. Holy One, whose womb is threading and waiting, guide us to pick up the thread and walk the spiral through all of life's passages. Life cord, who sustains us as we move to our center, give us courage to meet our souls. Comfort us through our dismantling, wrapped in your loving embrace. Thread of love, rebirth us with wisdom. Knit us once again into wholeness. Oh God, help us to trust you more. Even when we can't quite see the tapestry that you're creating, remind us that you know the picture. You see what we can't see. Oh God, Help us to live with a deeper vision. Help us to live with the clarity of who you are. You will never forsake us. You will never leave us. You hold us and you keep us in the web of your love. The infinite embrace of God's love connects with the whole created chain of being. We, in turn, are all connected through this vast matrix of God's love for every part of creation. When we pray for one another, our compassion resonates with the divine compassion in every part of this matrix. In this holy dance of shared wisdom, we join in mutual love and desire with the God who gives life for all, abundant and eternal. God, your abundant love cannot be measured. Your abundant love shows us again who you really are. Our protector, our defender, our lover, our keeper. Holy one, holy weaver, holy life giver. We are far from realizing all that human spirits can do for one another. On spiritual levels, if we pay the price, how truly and really our souls interpenetrate. How is it possible to keep ourselves to ourselves? Thank you, God, today for giving us a renewed vision of who we can be as a people, a congregation connected. It's amazing, God, how you take each one of our unique gifts, our personalities, our styles, 
and weave it together into something greater, something more whole, something more complete. You connect us with each other. And yet most of all, in ways that cannot be fully measured or understood, you connect us to you.